This is your 1017 The Truth News Update. Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie Ricks with your news update. The Milwaukee Police Department is requesting the public's assistance in locating a critically missing person, Isha Moore. She is described as a 13-year-old black female, around 4 foot 8, weighing 100 pounds with brown eyes and black hair. Moore was last seen wearing a yellow hooded sweatshirt, yellow jogging pants, and Crocs. She was last seen on March 4th at around 11.30 p.m. in the 4700 block of North 42nd Street. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Milwaukee Police Department's Sensitive Crimes Division at 414-935-7405. DNA evidence has allowed Racine Police to make an arrest in the previously unsolved 2000 murder of Linda Fields. Lucas Alonzo of Zion, Illinois, has been charged with Fields' murder. The body of 37-year-old Fields was found under a tree along Lake Avenue in Racine on February 24th of 2000. Racine Police Chief Maurice Robinson said that DNA evidence allowed them to arrest Alonzo. He was arrested on March 2nd in Racine, where he works. The case had gone cold in the more than 22 years since Fields' murder. The Racine Police Department held a press conference and released a statement on Wednesday. School officials are investigating reports of racist taunting directed against opposing players during a high school basketball game over the weekend. The investigation comes after parents of Beloit Memorial High School boys basketball players described how their children were subjected to racist heckling during a game at Muskego High School. This included chants of monkey sounds against Beloit, racist messages written in dust in the visiting team's locker room, amongst other accusations. Administrators with the Muskego Norway District say they immediately launched an inquiry after being emailed by Beloit Memorial High School's athletic director about the incidents. Muskego officials say that they've reached out to police for assistance with their investigation, which involves interviewing students and reviewing a recording from Friday night. This was the news update on 1017 The Truth. The Tory Low Show continues next here on the new 1017 The Truth. We need each other. That's facts. I need, I need my sisters. I need my brothers out here. A coward dies a thousand deaths, and for all the bootlickers, may you die a thousand and one. The place for the realest conversations. Tori, look, want all the action? Or you want all the smoke? Oh, this man, I'm with all that smoke too, man. I didn't see Ron Johnson. He trash. Chisholm is trash. How the hell are you here to help us and your kids are dying in the street? I understand that this is Milwaukee and everybody believe that if someone say something, it's mentioned. It's not. I don't care if it's the past. If you see the pastor and acting right, you check that fool. Where's the results? Talking topics that need to be highlighted and discussed in our communities. Would you trade places with a black person? Uh, yeah, that's sure. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said the N word? Come on, be the truth. We on the truth. <laughs> Unfiltered and unfazed. This is the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. The reason I believe the racism is getting worse is because whites know that they will be outnumbered in about 20, 21 years. Mm. They're going to be outnumbered. Hey, Tory, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm actually from India. We brown people can totally relate with you. And sometimes it's like, did that just happen to me? We have to not let the government mind F us either. That cop ain't never been brought to the public because he ain't normal and he may not even exist no more. Say no more. Release the video. 
you know, you keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're going to take over this talk radio, man. Just keep on focusing on what you're focusing on. I wish you a lot of love. God bless you, brother. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Tori Lowe. Justice Wisconsin, the truth, the most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM, the movement continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee, stand up, yeah. It's Tory Low, the truth, from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Let's go! We want that justice, we want all the smoke. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. So we low from so one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We bout that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready! We ready! 1017 The Truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show, live from American Family Insurance Studio, downtown at the Avenue. The movement continues. The marathon continues right here on 101.7 FM. Welcome to the second hour of the Tory Low Show this Thursday, March 9th, 2023. And in the studio, we got guests. We got Pamela Holmes uh, and we got Shondalyn Hendricks-Reeves in the building. And these women are running for the school board, uh, District 2 and 1. Yes. Pamela Holmes, you're running for District 2. Yes, and Shondalyn, you're running for District 1. That's correct. And y'all, you were here before. Y'all came here uh, when y'all first, uh, I guess, during the primaries, I guess. Yes. And now, um, April 4th, y'all on the ballot. It's, it's when to go home. Right. Okay, so what's going on out here in these streets? How y'all feel like the campaign is going? I think it's going well. Um, we're doing some canvassing. We're obviously uh, making phone calls, asking for donors, Engaging with people through forums and through debates, um, really connecting with the voters and mm-hmm. hearing from them what's important. You know, as a candidate, a lot of times we come forth with what we think needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to engage in conversations with voters and they affirm like, yeah, you're on the right track or say you need to think about this. Right. So y'all hearing a lot of people uh, talking to y'all while y'all knocking on the doors. Y'all doing the door knocking? Oh, yeah. Yes. We're doing door how, knocking. How, much, how much door knocking is going on right now? Oh, my goodness. When, yeah, I mean, we, it's almost April 4th. It. Hold on. It's almost April 4th. Yes. How many doors y'all been knocking on? Uh, I think I've done about 500 doors. Okay. Literally, my, just myself, me and wow. my kid. Yeah. 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 About the same. And so um, we're really excited because this weekend we have other volunteers who are going to door knock for us. Yes. We don't have a lot of money, so we cannot pay people right. to knock on doors for us. So we're very... Is there any way people can volunteer? Is there a website yeah. that they can go to and, yes. and try to help volunteer? Absolutely. What's yes. the website? Mine is www.shondolyn, S-H-A-N-D-O-W-L-Y-O-N.com. Pamela Holmes at gmail.com. Okay, and then they can say, hey, look, I want to I wanna help out. Yes, they can just send me an email and tell me they want to help out. And, and door knocking is, is is something that everybody who runs for office got to do. You got to go around and knock on the doors. Absolutely. I mean, y'all don't think you can win without that. Right. You know, right. you got to go see the people. Right. Yes. You got to touch them. Right. So what is your plan, Pamela Holmes and Shondalyn? What is what what are the top three things? If somebody say, I want to hear three talking points 
from each of you mm-hmm. about what you're planning to do for the school board? What would those talking points be? So my number one talking point is student achievement. As someone who's been in the education field for almost 30 years, I have a tried and true research-based plan, educated, uh, educator-led platform, mm-hmm. my Bill of Rights for Students to increase student achievement. So those young men who just left here, and it's always a pleasure for me to be around young people. It just really excites me. Right. And the level of excitement that they have in the studio, level of excitement that I felt, I still have chills, Corey. Mm. It's the same level of excitement I want to bring back to schools. And so that means we have to have a well-rounded education with the arts. And we're not just talking about classical arts. We're talking about the arts they're talking about, making sure all of our students have access to uh, computer technology. You're going to be famous. You're going to need to know how to manage your money. All of our students should have financial planning classes, business classes, internships, leadership statements, and actually a post-secondary plan for what you're going to do when you get out of high school. All of that Mm. is under my first priority education. You can find my Bill of Rights on my website. Okay. The second one is a belief-based school culture and climate. We have to believe that we have the best kids in our classrooms and in our, in our schools and in our districts. And so we need to change the culture and the climate of the district. And so that's what I'm going to focus on. My third one is making sure that all of our teachers have highly qualified teachers that are certified in some of our schools we have permit teachers, teachers who have an associate degree that are teaching high-level courses. Our kids need to have teachers who went to school, earned their teacher's license, understand the pedagogy of teaching and learning, understand assessments, and know how to provide those instructional services to our students. You said three, but I got to say my last one because there's Go four. Go right ahead. Hey. The last one is operations and systems, and this includes complete transparency. So we know what NPS is doing with their dollars. We know what decisions are being made. You know, I like transparency. I yes. like to see the, where the money going. Absolutely. And parents' voice. You know, there are a lot of areas in terms of state and federal funding where parents are supposed to have a say, and we want to increase that. We also want to talk about these empty buildings that are sitting that your taxpayer dollars and my taxpayer dollars are paying to maintain that could be sold and used for our students and what they need in the classroom. So um, those are my main four priorities. All right, Shondalyn, running for the first district. Uh, Pamela Holmes, you're running for the second district. What are your three or maybe four talking points that you want people to know when you out here knocking on these doors. Yes. So I'll let Shondaland take care of the, she took the, the, took care of the growth and achievement and I'm going to give you two and that's safety and mental health. So I'm passionate about safety. Just like when I was talking to the kids when they were here and I call them kids because right. they're younger than I am, but the young men and just knowing the company that you keep giving them that information and them not in their heads and affirmation to let me know, yes, that's the big thing. Dealing with when you see so many of these stars or celebrities getting killed or whatever, it's all about who you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody somewhere is jealous and their mental health is not intact. We have to focus on that. Like, you don't have to be jealous of anybody else. The world is yours. Everybody can have a piece of the pie. But how can we get them in that conversation, in that space to think that they can also achieve and get what they want out of life? And they don't have to take it from nobody else. It's theirs. They can earn it. They can earn this. They can earn it. Yes. And so just sitting here with them, it was it was a great space. I mean, because I love kids. So I love being out there with youth. I love talking to them, even though my kids at home get on my nerves. But, you know, I'm just kidding. Well, (laughs) well, you said something about a grant program. Yes. Can you mention that again? Because a lot of people like, hey, what was that? 
So what was the grant program so we can get it? Uh, I'll, so we I'll can get start the name. filling it out. Yeah. Right. I'll get the name for you. So like I know there's a, a security grant program like for churches and they have to apply for, I want to say, by April 19th. I think that's the cutoff date. Mm-hmm. And if we were going to break again, I'll try to find it in my phone and okay. send it to you. And where they apply for it. And you take care of it takes care of like the lighting, the windows, the doors, all those things around your churches and things like that that you would need. Now, um, people, a lot of people don't know about it. But the other people out there in the suburbs, they know about it. So I'll give you that information so that you can have it and then you can blast it out. Okay, look. And then, you know, you got people who get out and vote. Yes. And then, you know, you talk about the the status quo. Yes. I mean, what are you trying to get people to understand about getting people in these seats that are really going to work to make a real improvement instead of getting people from the establishment who's going to go along with what's been going on. Right. So for me, okay. And for the candidates that's coming on, we're not um, a part of the MTEA, right. Can be bought and sold. Right. That's the way I look at it because I have my own mind and I think the way that I think separately and independently, and I'm an independent thinker as well. But what we need to understand is our kids are dying. They're killing one another. They're not getting the proper education. They're not getting the guidance that they need. They're not having the the interactions that they need at the school. They can speak and talk about restorative justice. How many schools in MPS are taking care of that, taking the initiative to take care of that with all of their students, with all of the kids? It's not just a few schools that need this. All of the schools need it. Every time I've knocked on the door or on the phone making phone calls, the parents and they're like the grandparents or the aunts or whatever. These kids are out of control. What are you planning on doing? How can you do this? How can you do that? We have the police cannot come in and take care of everything. We need community partners to come in. And the community partners need to have a plan in place about what's your action or your plan of safety. If you don't want the police inside your schools, the police right. should only really come out if there's a crime that's being committed or training that's going to go along with the the community partners coming in right. and presenting the training. To so talk about bullying and things like that, right? But we don't need to With police. McGruff, the crime dog. Yeah. Because that's how I saw the police. Yes. When they came to the... Yes. They used to have the, like, the we D.A.R.E. We still got program. McGruff, yeah. yeah. They still got... And I, I was a very active uh, part, a student when they had the D.A.R.E. Mm-hmm. Uh, situation step up programs and things like that. So yep. it wasn't no police officers just walking the hallways. You know right. what I mean? And, right. But I think that many times um, when we look at law enforcement, we look at things like that as a black culture... It's, it's usually going to start out negative because of the experiences and, and the things now with social media every day, you know, yeah. with something going on. But it's I think, always. But I think that as a community idea, well-rounded community idea, it includes everybody. It includes accountability from all sides, parents, yes. teachers, uh, uh, police officers. Everybody have to maintain their accountability and transparency. And that's why I like when Shonda was talking about uh, we got to just have a little bit of transparency because really I'd rather have transparency over trust. That's you right. Know? You let, just, I, let me see. Yes. You know, let me understand. Let, yes. You know, but a lot of people will go straight to the trust and totally avoid the transparency. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the problem. I think that you give me transparency, you can have the trust. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to be able to manage my community. Absolutely. And that comes with transparency. Right. And you cannot have uh, trust without transparency. Mm-hmm. And so speaking about transparency, at the end of the day, 
the school board is responsible for what is and is not happening at NPS. Mm. You can't blame the parent. That's you right. can't blame the teacher. Well, they blame the parents. Yeah, I know. Parents raising them kids, they ain't raising the kids right. Listen, you can't blame the parents. You can't blame the teachers. You can't blame administration. You can't even blame the superintendent if you have a board that allows that to happen. Oh, you saying it starts at the top. Store, the board mm-hmm. is yes. responsible for student achievement. Okay. The board is responsible for allocating funds. The board is responsible to keep the superintendent accountable. Right. The board is responsible. So if you have an established board where anything goes or their children are not concerned about, they're not concerned about it because right. their kids are not in the low performance schools or whatever, we need to get rid of that board. Tori, I sit on other boards. I sit on SDC's foundation board. Mm-hmm. I sit on the board of Cardinal Stritch University and I sit on the board of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Alliance of Black School Educators, as well as the board wow. of a nonprofit that I established 21 years ago. If our board was not doing the fundraising, we were not meeting our metrics, we would be dismissed. Bottom line. Even if you look at the Wisconsin School Board Association, they list six responsibilities of the board members. And what I just told you is that if the superintendent is failing, it's the board's fault. You have not held him responsible. Mm. If our students are failing, it's the board's fault because the board is responsible for establishing standards, assessments and curriculum and partnership with the state and parents. So that's just if the if the district is poor or operating in the red, it's the board's fault because you're not allocating resources appropriately. I'm a businesswoman. I own three businesses. My businesses are not running in the red because my board is like, what are you doing? Right. So when we talk. So you're saying you got to start at the very top because it all trickles down. Right. So we see in the, the, the upfront. But you hardly ever see the board. You don't see the. I always say you do got to pay attention to the people behind in the behind the scenes because Absolutely. the board is not out front. The superintendent is out front. Yes. The teachers are out front. Uh, the parents are out front. Mm-hmm. But the board is the head over all of this when things are going on. And you're saying that if a better board will produce a better school district. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we have the same people that's been sitting on the board for the last four years and we've decreased our student achievement from 20% to 10%, why even give them another chance? Mm. There's another group of freshmen. Because we don't even talk about the board when we talk about what's going on in NPS. We Mm -hmm. talk about the school bus driver. We talk about all the people that make up the... The functionality, absolutely, but we don't talk about the people who call the shots, which is really the board. The board, the board has approved every person that's hired at NPS, from the kitchen person all the way to the superintendent. Mm, so you said start at the top, make the at changes the at the top. Absolutely. Okay, hey, look, Truth Nation, hey, she, you know, she talking that talk. I'm trying to hear because I really hardly ever because I I don't even know what the school board even looked like. Mm. We don't even see the school board people like you don't even see their faces until election time comes. So they kind of go off the grid. Absolutely. But then you only see the superintendent. You only see the uh, teachers because you got to go up to the school and the parents. And and, and then you see the, you know, the school bus issues and stuff like that. But I've hardly heard anybody call in when they talk about NPS. They never talk about the school board members. Absolutely. And I would invite people to look Google what the board members promised in 2019. If they have not done it, why would you want them back again? Mm. It's that simple. 
They make all these promises. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to make sure that we have art in every school. And now there's only half a dozen schools where there's art. That is unacceptable. How do you choose which children should receive certain services? Oh, is it only the South Side? Is it only um, the area where, you know, more of the businesses are? Is it only the schools where we're having this economic development and high rises built so that people have places mm. to send their children? Okay. Why am I in the 53209 zip code and there is not one high performance school in my zip code area? Two blocks from me, there's a school, an elementary school that has been shut down that has overgrown grass. Three blocks from me, there's a middle school that has been shut down. These were elementary and middle schools that were thriving years ago. They're shut down. Now they're eyesores. And this also gets into why our neighborhoods look like they do. If we have abandoned buildings, whether it's a storefront, a church, or a school, it still lowers the the value of our property in Mm. that area. All right. Hey, look, I'm listening, you know, because I really... You really, you really like prompted something in my thoughts. Uh, even, uh, even when I'm out here running around, I, I'll go to the school board. You know, when it's time to to, to tighten the grip on some of the situations, but um, I don't even, I still don't know what these people even look like. You know, I, I go up there and it seems like it's just a group of people that's making decisions. But you're saying that if we change the dynamics of the school board, get more people that are determined to make the right calls and decisions when it comes to the school board hiring, mm-hmm. things like that, managing that the board has to manage better for us to get a better outcome. I, I, I can, I can go with that because they, they are the top, the highest you can go. Yeah. The superintendent reports to the board, right? Mm, There's look, nobody above them. Look, when we come back, we're going to have more discussion. Plus it's a situation out in California with a student and a mother, I want, I want, I want to get y'all reactions to the situation. Um, the mother said that the student called her daughter a slave and whipped her, and told her to go back to class, you slave, or something like that. And this is just something that's going on in 2023 that I have to discuss. And I'm happy that y'all are here from the school running for school board, so we can talk about it. When we come back, Truth Nation, we'll have more conversation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Low Show on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's the Tory Low Show on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police. Do y'all know what it is, Truth Nation? It's 101.7 The Truth. Hold on, Dirk Nation. Let's go board in the building. Let's go. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking the bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? Rest in peace to Biggie Small, the greatest rapper of all time. Blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. It's 101, 7 the Truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show. Being jamming on the one and twos, hometown music Thursdays. In the studio, we got Pamela Holmes. She's running for second district. 
School Board, and we got Shondala Hendricks Reeves, and she's running for the first district of the school board. And we've been having a great conversation about what the school board does, what you guys are planning uh, on doing, uh, your ideas. But there's a situation. I always like when, when, when I put situations in front of people in real-life situations. Mm-hmm. And I want to get y'all reaction. There's a, something that's going on in California right now where a young uh, girl, her mother says that she was whipped by a student and called a slave and told to go back into the classroom and she can't get any answers <laughs> From the school board, from the school, let's listen and see what's what's going on in uh, California. Fifth grader says her daughter was racially bullied verbally and physically by another student. She claims school officials are not doing enough. The mother and daughter spoke with our Jessica Denova, who has this report. This mother says after feeling ignored, she's left with no choice but to demonstrate outside her daughter's school in Santa Ana and pull her 10-year-old out of the school district. They're sleeping underneath the rug. Jasmine Harris is talking about an incident on March 1st at Santiago Elementary School. Her fifth grader, Paris Barnes, was playing with her friends at lunchtime when she says a classmate whipped a jump rope towards her and told her, quote, get back to work, you slave. It was very disrespectful. I just felt really hurt inside. Mom says she's not satisfied with the response from administrators on campus or staff with the Santa Ana Unified School District. Harris has taken to social media demanding answers. She wants to know whether the other fifth grader is being disciplined. I want the little boy to get expelled. I want them to do something about this. Harris tells Eyewitness News because the other student involved is a minor. She went to the Orange County District Attorney's Office to press charges against him, hate crime, and attempted assault a minor. A spokesperson with the OCDA's office says they can't comment on cases involving a juvenile. Other parents among about a dozen protesters Monday expressing dissatisfaction with how bullying is handled at Santiago. They see that it's so many kids involved and there's nothing being done about it. There's All right, Benjamin, that's a systematic good. issue. Now we get the idea what took place here. And the family is saying, hey, we can't get no answers. Nobody's trying to deal with the situation to get them some type of relief. And um, it's situations here in Milwaukee where I, I, that's the only, like I said, that's the only time I got to go up to the school board when uh, something extreme takes place and the process is moving slow. So now we got to run up on the school board means. And uh, I just feel like in this type of situation, when there's bullying going on, racial type bullying, uh, NPS is mainly a black. Uh, school district so five percent yeah so but what happens in this situation when it comes to extreme bullying what is the onus on the the school board so the school board should have policies to address what happens in such a situation and it should be in this parents right handbook with clearly delineated steps as relates to what the victim's parents' rights are and what mm-hmm. should happen, as well as uh, the offender's rights and what should happen. Unequivocally, the students who did that should have been expelled. Right. Without, without question. should have been gone. Right. And then the parent wouldn't necessarily need an answer from the school right. board. The child would say, the kid is not here. That would take care of that. Mm-hmm. As it relates to her steps around legal action, 
I believe she's doing the right thing, and she has to be persistent with it. You know, school boards. Can't. But why do they have to march and protest to get they something have done? To. They I mean, have why to. do black people, when something happens, and 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 off the top, you know, they get it, they ignore things. It was plenty of times where if they had made the right call, I I didn't even have to get involved in it. Right. But um, you know, many times it's a slow roast for families that feel like, hey, this happened. I need somebody in power to really address this. And now they got to be on uh, the news stations, on the local news out there marching and protesting just to get an answer. Why do we have to push it that far? I think oftentimes they, I'm sorry. I think oftentimes what happens is people don't know who to talk to first. And they keep talking, speaking to the wrong people. Like the principal. Yeah. So so is the principal the wrong person to talk to? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You will go straight to uh, the school board. Okay. And so saying that on Tuesday, they had a board committee meeting, Mm -hmm. uh, the PACE meeting, parents and community engagement. And coincidentally, there was a parent who went up and testified and started crying. Her name is Amanda Gonzalez, I believe. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened here. Um, Hispanic parent where her son was bullied in NPS and her son was put out the district. Oh, wow. Victim. And she called names of board members and said, I called you and you didn't answer. And shame on you and shame on you. I felt so defeated for her when I had to listen to her testify. And one of the things she said is as a board member, you don't return my calls. You can't even look me in the eyes while I'm talking to you right now. Your head is dropped. We need to call out leaders who are not representing our children well. And she articulated that. That's I believe school board meetings are recorded, aren't they? Yes. So you can go on and look at that committee meeting from Tuesday and hear her. Actually, I think she has it posted on her Facebook page as well. So we have incidents happening right here in NPS where bullying is not taken seriously, where sometimes the victim either is told you have to move or because the parent wants their child to be safe. They move them out of school, away from their friends, away from their teachers, and they were the victim. That's unacceptable. They say suicide is going up due it to is. the bullying uh, right now when Absolutely. it comes to the students. And and the thing is, how do we get in in the middle of this and break some of this up? You know, how if you were on the school board, how would you approach bullying? How would you try to uh, break a lot of the the things that have piled up, the neglect, the the fact that the leadership. The up top is not making the phone calls, uh, you know, taking that time with some of these situations. That's a lot of stress on a family that needs answers and it's slow to come. Well, for me, um, my daughter was one that was bullied mm-hmm. and uh, where she tried to take her life. Wow. And so um, she was at uh, Milwaukee School of Languages and we kept addressing the bullying situation that kept continuing. Even after this boy was disciplined, his friends picked it up. And so it was kind of like she was not in a good space. The pandemic happened. And I'm like, what do I do as a parent? I can't go up there and sit in class with her and um, look at these kids or stare these kids down, right? So what I did was I removed her from that situation. I got her into counseling. And um, she is doing great. She's at a whole other school right now. They have different programs, um, Gay Straight Alliance. They have the Black Student Union. They address the kids. They meet the kids head on where they're at and try to see what's going on. And that's what we need to do with NPS. 
is we need to get the, get some programs inside the school. I know they said they have pearls for teen girls, but explore other programs that deal with bullying and, and make bullying a class. I mean, it should be something that's that's taught that we can teach the kids about and speak to them about bullying because you're not going to get the kids to come back after school to be a part of the after school program to talk about bullying wow. right? or brother to brother talk or sister to sister. You know, you they have big brothers, big sisters. You know, you can teach this stuff inside of the school. And this is why this is where law enforcement comes into play. Right. They come in with the community partners and they talk about bullying, what happens with the bullying. And then the cases that they see where people are actually committing suicide, trying to educate. Absolutely. And where they're actually completing or if they can stop it, things that they can do to help, because a lot of times kids don't know who to talk to if they're complaining to the teacher consistently. And then it gets to the principal, but they come back to school next. That person is still bothering them. They're talking to the parents. But now I don't want to tell my mama because she's going to come up here like a raging bull and I'm going to be really embarrassed. All right, Pamela Holmes. Hey, look, Pamela Holmes, former yes. uh, Milwaukee police officer. Yeah. And uh, you retire, know, retire. Former retire, make it seem like uh, I got oh, okay, dismissed. Retire, you know. retire. And Shondaland <laughs> Hendricks Reeves in the building. Uh, they're running for the school board. Uh, When we get back, uh, I'm going to get y'all final thoughts. And also, when we come back, uh, we're going to have to straighten out that that, uh, nonprofit uh, security grant that you was uh, talking about. I think a lot of the listeners want to get the real information that we have. And uh, we're going to bring that up. Okay. And talk about that a little bit. Okay. Hey, look, Truth Nation, we're going to have more conversations when we get back. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Do you know what it is, Truth Nation? The sky is the limit. That's why you need to get educated to elevate your mind. It's time for us to ascend. High vibration. Uh-huh. 21.7 The Truth. Uh-huh. It's late. Uh-huh. 101.7 The Truth. Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show. Tune in to The Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. They're our national leader in financial services. And every month, Dr. Ken Harris will be speaking with a representative from Northwestern Mutual about investing, building generational wealth, and how to best reach financial freedom. On Wednesday, March 15th at 4 p.m., Dr. Ken will be joined by Northwestern Mutual Advisors Erica Wright and J.B. Bell, where they will celebrate Women's History Month and discuss how women can continue to break through the financial glass ceiling. Be sure to tune into this informative discussion with Northwestern Mutual on Wednesday, March 15th at 4 p.m. on The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Also, tune into the new 1017 The Truth business spotlight between the Tory Lowe show and the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. He will be speaking with Fred Johnson, VP and Wisconsin state manager for Erie insurance and Harry Santiago principal agent and owner of Santiago insurance agency. They will discuss the benefits of partnering with Erie insurance to launch and grow your insurance company. Again, that's the business spotlight with Erie insurance Today at 3.57 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, look, we in the studio with Pamela Holmes and Shalanda. 
Shondaland. Shondaland. That's okay. Shondaland Hendricks-Reeves. Shondaland wants to be your new District 1 school board director. Correct. And Pamela Holmes wants to be your new school board District 2. Right? Yes, as a write-in candidate. As got a write-in candidate, they got right. The, yeah, so when you see the ballot, you'll probably see Erica Simpson's right name, right? Mm-hmm. Up under that, it's going to say write-in. And then you're going to have to put Pamela Holmes right there. P-A-M-E-L-A. Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S. Okay, so it, and explain the write-in for those that you know may not know what that means. Okay, so it means that when I was um, collecting signatures to get on the, um, the ballot, I was collecting signatures. You have a deadline. You have to go and collect 400 signatures, and I collected 597. When I got to the election commission and they certified my signatures, they certified 385 of them. So they said that I was missing um, the total that would give me 400. What they did was they took away 22 of them, which would have given me a total of 407 Mm. because they redistricted. So the map oh, wow. that I followed was the map that they had online on the NPS website. That was the map that I used. Now, being a former retired cop, right? So I worked in District 7. I actually worked in all the districts. You worked so I, to beat? Yes. I hated that. But yes. <laughs> and I knew, I knew the streets. So even after I said that 2400 block of North 59th Street is still Milwaukee, they argued with me and said it was Wauwatosa. So, you know what? I said, I'll, I'll do the right end. So I registered as a write-in on January 13th, and I'm running for school board. Okay. Yes. Hey, don't let none stop you. Absolutely. I'm a blue devil. North Division, Class 86. You know how we did it back then. We had everything. We had all the teachers that cared about us, that taught us. I'm sorry. She went to Custer. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry, Shondalyn. Shondalyn, now, you're running for District 1. Yes. And um, April 4th is the voting date. What do you want to say to voters right now that's listening uh, that can potentially put you in a situation where you can become the school board? So I'm going to talk slower because I tend to talk fast when I'm excited. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. I say that all the time, yeah. It's insane to continue to vote in people who have a lot of money behind them and a special interest and their their main interest is not our community. It's insane for us not to go vote and think that other people are going to make our children their priority. It's insane for us to have 10% of our students reading on grade level. It's insane that we are paying all of these tax dollars and our school district is failing. So let's stop the insanity. I am an experienced educator, and that has an education platform, 20 points, that's very transparent on my website. My resume is on my website. Complete, complete transparency about who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm going to do with measurable terms. So I'm also the type of person that I hold myself accountable at a higher level than anybody can. If I fail, you don't have to worry about me coming back begging you for another four years. First of all, I'm not going to fail because I haven't failed at anything that I put my heart into. Speak on it. Thanks to God. This is not me. Thanks to God. So please. Talk that talk. Either today, tomorrow, early voting, on the 4th, I don't care when. Go to your polls. 
and vote for someone who lives in our community, who has taught in our community, who has been an educational leader in our community, who graduated from Custer High School, whose children went to Custer High School, whose grandchildren will be enrolling in Custer High School. Stop falling for the okey-doke. These commercials, these money, these empty promises, they are not faring well for our children in our community. Now is the time for us to rise up and do something different. Hey, I like that, Shondalyn. Shondalyn, hey, I, I like that. Uh, you know, you got my. Hey, I would have went out there and got right at the in the front of the polls after that. Right, right. Uh, you know, Pamela Holmes. Yes, you are. You have been out here. You, you are urging people to come write you in. Yes. April fourth is right around the corner. Absolutely. What do you want those who could potentially be able to vote for you? To be District 2 school board member, what do you want them to know? That I am more or less like the way Shondalyn is. I am a woman of my word. I mean, I was a police sergeant on the Milwaukee Police Department, and I make sure that the officers did what they were supposed to do. Go out there and connect with the community. We're guardians. That's what I told them that we were. You know, we have training on how to deal and how to talk to people, but at the same time, you it has to be born in you. It was born and bred in me. So I was raised in the 53206. I graduated from North Division High School. I went to Union Hill Baptist Church. We used to walk the church when it was on 5th and Monarchy and moved to 49th and, and Garfield. So we are a church praying family. You know, my mom took care of seven kids by herself. She did all of that and raised all of us, every last one of us well. So I want to be able to give back what I received. And, and because a lot of these kids are lacking that love, that attention from families of knowing how to do it, how to connect, how to come and sit down and, and converse and talk. When we went to North Division High School, we had, when I say everything, we had DECA, we had hero, golf, tennis, whatever it was that was going on to teach us how to function, how to talk, how to communicate with one another. North Division did that for us. And there are so many people, so many, so many people that graduated from North Division and all these other high schools that received that guidance and that training. Many have moved away, but I'm still here. Mm. I could, I'm retired. I can I can just sit down right. and not do nothing. But I am retired. Shondell and I are retired. We're coming out of retirement to help. You know. So what you get paid on the school board? What is it? Eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand dollars. That's not going to make me rich. That's not going to do anything for me. The what's going to make me happy is to see our kids thrive and survive in these schools. Absolutely. It's to see them come out and be successful. All right. Hey, look. This is look. This is our second conversation. It was a great conversation. Yes. And uh, always, I like, I like when y'all stopped through, stopped through, but y'all came through on Hometown Music Thursday. Yeah, that's fine. I got with the young men, that, that, you know, and, and y'all blended right in. I mean, the, it goes to show that you guys are in tune with the youth. Yes. Because absolutely. they, I mean, the, the interaction was, mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that um, you were able to accept the energy they was able to accept, y'all energy. And you can tell when people are uh, truly dedicated to certain things. You know, and when it comes to the youth, it's almost mutual. The the youth, you can't fool them sometimes. That's right. They can feel that energy. That's right. Yes. yes. And I appreciate y'all for coming through on Hometown Music Thursdays where the youth was in the building. Yes. Expressing their art and talents. And you guys were able to blend right in. Hey, couldn't have picked a better time to come through. Awesome. Thank Thank you you so much, Tori. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Hey, look, I wish y'all luck. Thank you. And you want to know about that grant or you going to tell them about it? All right.
We got Pamela Holmes. I'm uh, just I'm just gonna give them the website. It's the nonprofit security grant program. Oh, oh, that uh, the grant. Yes, Wisconsin Emergency Management. So the website is w e m dot w i dot g o v, and you click on it, and it's going to tell you that your all sub applications are due no later than April eighteenth, twenty twenty three. And just look at it; it's like forty nine pages, and it tells you what you can qualify for, what you can apply for, and it tells you everything that you need. All right. Okay. Excellent. All right, Charlene. All right, Pamela Holmes. Thank y'all for tapping in. Thank, thank you. Oh, Appreciate oh, oh, you. One more time, the website. One more time. I think uh, Benjamin want to know the website. One uh, more time. I want to know personally. I, I think I need to look this up. I might. I might apply for a few grants. <laughs> What's the website again? That's w e m dot w i dot gov. William Edward Mary dot William Isla dot g o v. Okay. I had right. to give you a little police jargon in there. That's what's up. <laughs> 